Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome today's program, Sean Beardall, who is VP of Brokerage Services at England Logistics, and Prasad Galopoli, who is founder and CEO of Trucker Tools. And today we're going to talk about winning in a digital world, how to turn technology into an advantage. Now, digital transformation is a hot topic today, especially in the third-party logistics and freight brokerage industries. You know, technology is becoming a much larger and more important piece of the overall puzzle as service providers look to differentiate themselves in the marketplace and to, you know, drive profitable growth. So how are the rules for success changing in the industry? What role is technology playing, especially real-time freight visibility solutions uh, in creating an advantage? And, you know, how do you successfully deploy these solutions and what are the benefits? Well, those are the, some of the main questions we're going to discuss in today's episode. And uh, it's great to have Sean and Prasad with us on the program to share their insights and advice on this topic. So, Sean, Prasad, welcome to the program. Yeah, I appreciate being here and uh, the opportunity to discuss these topics. Looking forward to it. Same here. I'm excited to have this conversation today. Great. Well, uh, Sean, you're, you're a first-time guest here on, on Talking Logistics. I'm always curious about how people kind of get involved in this industry. And, uh, you know, I'm sure many of our listeners are familiar with England, uh, England Logistics, but maybe they're not. So, Maybe before we dive into this topic, you know, why don't you tell us briefly a little bit about England Logistics, you know, the types of services you offer and, and the industries that you serve, and, and what's your role at the company? Yeah, you bet. So England Logistics uh, is a full-blown 3PL. Uh, our parent company is CR England, so we are a wholly-owned subsidiary of CR England. Uh, the way that we got our start is uh, back in the late 90s, CR England decided not to turn down any freight. They couldn't move on their own assets. So they started outsourcing that rate to some carriers in the market and over time that segment of business continued to grow and develop and then through acquisitions and other avenues, uh, England Logistics evolved into what it is today. And, and right now we currently offer full truckload services, dry LTL and parcel services, uh, temp controlled LTL, uh, full supply chain management services as, as well as a, an agent program. Uh, we also have division called England Carrier Services that primarily works with our carriers we utilize and offering them factoring services as well as discounts on uh, tires and fuel. And then we're headquartered here in Salt Lake City, Utah with remote offices in Portland, Oregon, Greeley, Colorado, Detroit, Michigan, Atlanta, Georgia. And we have about 150 agent offices scattered throughout the U.S. I currently serve as the Vice of Brokerage Services and have stewardship over all of our transactional divisions. Great. Well, you know, certainly a, a, a well-established company and, and one of the leaders, uh, you know, in, in the industry. And, you know, like I said in my opening comments, you know, there's a lot going on in, in the freight brokerage industry, you know, today from both a technology standpoint as well as a, as a competitive landscape standpoint. I mean, what do you see as, as the biggest you know, trends and challenges impacting the industry today and, and are the rules for success, you know, really changing? Yeah, well, certainly one of the biggest trends in the industry right now is is the advancement in technology. And if you've attended a, a conference here within the last two or three years, you'll realize that a lot of time spent at those conferences is talking about uh, automation and technological advancements. You'll see everything ranging from equipment maintenance apps uh, to blockchain automation processes to great tracking and carrier sourcing app like Trucker Tools. Um, but I think uh, becoming a broker of choice still relies on, on the core of customer service. And customer service can be broken into three different categories. 
Um, you know, we've kind of defined those as what value do you as a broker offer your carrier? Uh, how easy, easy is it for carriers to do business with you and your shop and how you treat your carriers? Uh, you know, in order to add value to carriers, you need to understand their business. What type of equipment do they have? How many tractors and trailers are they currently running? How many drivers do they have? Where their drivers are domiciled so that you can help them get them through the house more frequently what their lane preference is, and all this can be identified through regular QBRs uh, that you have with the carriers that you utilize. And then how easy is it for carriers to do business with you and your team? You know, do they have a single point of contact or are they being kicked through the routing guide on the telephone system and they never know who they're gonna get if they're actually gonna get somebody? Um, do you provide them regular visibility to all of your freight? Do you have tracking methods to avoid having to call while they're driving or while they're in uh, their off time in the sleeper berth, you know, are they paid accurately and on time? And again, that, that feedback from the carrier network can be obtained through, through regular QBRs. And then it ultimately boils down to how you treat your drivers. Um, you know, are your drivers or are your dispatchers and your carrier finders courteous and, and respectful of the, the drivers and the carriers that they're working with? Are they solution oriented? Do we pay them detention even though we might not be able to collect attention from the customers and just that kind of stuff makes the, the world the difference to the carriers and I think becoming a broker of choice is heavily reliant on on some of those categories. Yeah, it's great. You know, we, we talk a lot about, um, you know, a lot of times we talk a lot about being a shipper of choice and there's so much been written and, and talked about that. But But I love this, you know, broker of choice because there is that analog, right, in terms of, you know, the carrier side of things and how do you make sure that you know, you know, part of your value proposition to the shippers is ultimately dependent on being able to provide, you know, a large and trusted network of, of carriers. And how do you have those carriers, you know, want to work with you and, and be a, a source of capacity for your customers, uh, for your shipper customers. So, so I think it's interesting to kind of provide that, that other perspective. And, and Prasad, that kind of, that brings me kind of to, to, to you because, you know, bro brokers really have, you know, two customers, right? They have the shippers that are looking for capacity. They're looking for someone to move their freight from point A to point B and they have the carriers as, as Sean just talked about, you know, that are looking for, you know, for, um, you know, freight and they're looking to keep their trucks moving. They're looking to, you know, to keep their drivers employed and, and, and so forth. Um, I mean, uh, let, now talking a little bit about, you know, technology here, particularly, you know, visibility. I mean, why is real time freight visibility important for both those customers, the shippers and, and the carriers? I mean, what's the value proposition for both? Um, you, you, you said it right, right. Um, today's brokers have two customers, shippers and carriers. And as Sean said, everything comes down to that customer success, uh, customer service, right? That's what brokers bring to the table. Um, on one hand, when you look at shippers, um, for them, the real-time freight visibility is such an important thing. Uh, it's not just, you know, I need to know where my freight is, but everybody is looking at real-time freight visibility tying back into their operational efficiency. And primarily, when, whether it's dock operations, the, the dock planning, or more importantly, um, shippers have their own customers that they are projecting out and saying, hey, you know, you order something on Amazon today, they'll tell you when it's going to arrive. Right? So they're taking a, a shot in the future and saying, this is when we predict this this um, shipment will deliver. So for them to be consistent and confident in that production, they have to look backwards and see where this a particular shipment is in the supply chain. Um, so the visibility is such a profound thing. 
are an underlying piece for shippers. And there are two parts to that. Uh, visibility, meaning where the load is at this point, right? Um, or near to this time, maybe five minutes ago, 15 minutes ago, is very important for that. And on the flip side or on the carrier side for the brokers, um, we're living in a world where, um, where are you now? Um, uh, the, the check call. Um, I think it is definitely the, you know, the history of uh, the whole visibility at this point. Because, you know, if we're still having to call the carrier and ask him where he is, um, we're not really taking advantage of the, you know, the technology service. Moreover, we're reliant on a piece of information that either could be true or false. I'm not saying, you know, every driver lies lies about it, right? Actually, most of the drivers don't, but you got, you know, few lies that would question the data of, uh, you know, whether it's true or false. And two, um, that real-time information, if you call someone every hour, right? Updating that takes a lot of cost. It's, you know, as Sean mentioned earlier, in terms of automation, this is an important aspect of automation. You know, you can't hire people in a brokerage today and say, hey, I'm going to put you on the phone and all your job is to call these carriers every hour and ask them where they are. That conversation is not going to be good with, with the you know, um, employees. So having a, an automated solution for carriers is important. Now, on the carrier side, the challenge is a little different because um, it's not um, here is a software that can work for every carrier under the sun because you got on one hand large carriers and other other hand owner operator small carriers everybody comes with their own preference so having having a wide variety of car, uh, solutions that appeal to carrier is important because otherwise brokers will be pushed trying to put a square plug in a remote hole so they have the competing challenges brokers today have competing challenges on both sides uh, to keep both parties happy you know, there's a lot of great, great points. I know that that's one of the things I hear a lot about, uh, you know, particularly from brokers, you know, this, this whole challenge of making check calls, you know, uh, are you there yet? Are you there? How far away are you? And, you know, the, they're, they're on one hand, you know, talking to the carrier, the driver, and the other hand, talking to the customer, you know, kind of doing this. And it's, and, and, uh, you know, I never really thought about it from the employee that has to do that. But if you, if you think about, you, you know, hiring, you know, millennials, or, or actually, we're now into Generation Z, right? So, if you're hiring folks, like, yeah, that's going to be your job. It's going to be to kind of have two phones, and and I don't think that's going to be, a, you know, something that a lot of folks are going to want to be doing day in and and, and day out. Um, and certainly, the technology today is, is helping to kind of overcome some of those, uh, you know, inefficiencies as you, you just talked about. So, so Sean, back back to you. I mean, you know, t tell us a little bit about your journey. Uh, and experience around, you know, freight visibility. I mean, what was the what was the value proposition for for England Logistics? Was it a little bit about what you know Prashad was talking about, kind of moving away from these, you know, checking calls, and and what factors ultimately led you to select Trucker Tools as a partner? Yeah, yeah, great question. So over the years, we've uh, our journey has been a little bit uh, maybe not unique, but a little bit different than what we had anticipated. Uh, we've had some customers come to us and mandate that we use. Uh, a track and trace or a visibility tool um, that they determine what that platform is and we've had other customers you know just require that we provide them some type of track and trace visibility and, and they're pretty indifferent to what 
you know, what platform we utilize. And so uh, the value proposition for England Logistics has always been twofold, right? Provide that visibility to our customers as, as they need it and as they have come to expect it. Uh, and then secondly, streamlining our internal operations. And just like what Prasad was talking about, streamlining our check call processes, making sure that we're automating as much of that, that whole process um, from the time we're setting up a new carrier or doing business with an existing carrier of load tender, um, sending them the load tender, receiving a rate con, you know, seeing the load all the way through transit, um, all the way through to, to delivery and then um, the PODs and bill weightings all the way to the, the carriers are getting paid. And so working through streamlining that process and we quickly realized that trucker tool strategy was a little bit unique uh, to what we'd experienced with some of the other platforms and that um, trucker tools has taken a sincere interest to ensure uh, their tools add more value to our organization as a broker and where we've experienced other platforms are more shipper focused and more shipper friendly uh, trucker tools seems to be a little bit more broker friendly uh, and, and carrier centric where they're constantly soliciting feedback from uh, the their customers or those utilizing the platform as well as the carriers that have experience in, in working with it and trucker tools has always been nimble enough to act quickly on the feedback and make necessary enhancements to make the tool work for us as brokers to enhance that relationship with our carriers as well as provide that visibility and, and that technological advancement to our shippers. Great. You know, I, I, I like the fact that you brought in, you know, two, two examples there in terms of, you know, what, what drove this, you know, the one hand is from a kind of a customer experience or customer satisfaction standpoint, right? Your customers, your shipper customers are asking for this, right? And, and they're looking for that visibility as Prasad talked about to help drive, you know, uh, actionable intelligence within the organizations. Uh, but secondly, then it's also the operational efficiencies that, that it could drive, you know, internally uh, for you. And then third, I guess, is also kind of from the from the carrier standpoint, you know, the the carrier, you know, the focus on you know, the brokerage operations and and you know the the carrier relationship, the carrier onboarding aspect of it as well. So you know, those three components certainly um, uh, are something that I hear a lot from from brokers as well in terms of you know what's driving some of this um, uh, demand for freight visibility and what they look for in a solution. Um, you know, Prasad, going back to you now, I mean, you, you mentioned this a little bit about, you know, try not, you know, try not to fit a, uh, you know, square peg in, in a round hole. And, and there's certainly a lot of visibility, you know, solutions out there available in the market, including, you know, so-called, you know, app-based or, and then app-less, uh, you know, solutions. I mean, what are the main differences of, of, you know, between these types of solutions and, and ultimately, you know, what factors should they uh, consider when evaluating solutions? Um, definitely right. Yes. So you could take the whole software today in uh, or options out there and put them into app-based tracking and app-less tracking. And um, I would go one step higher and say all of this can be broken into two sides of visibility. One is um, the technology that actually gets you the data of where the truck is uh, and the technology that takes all of this and aggregates and puts it in front of a shipper or a broker system. Now, let's when you look at the first part, the technology that gets you where the truck is, that's broken into app-less and app-based. And I'll go into the app-less first because in the past we had um, cell phone triangulation in app-less that was predominant. And as you, you know, most of us know this, Late last year and early this year, all the cell phone providers have stopped sharing that data. 
And in the same period, ELD technologies have become more prevalent. So um, in Atlas technology, the predominant player today is an ELD-based solution that basically is getting the, the location of where the truck is from the ELD device. And um, on the app-based solution, there are two categories primarily. Um, you know, most of the players that used to do the uh, cell phone triangulation in the past, when the technology went defunct, um, they moved that to uh, an app-based tracking. And that's primarily an app that only has tracking in it. It doesn't do much for the driver, but it's just the tracking app. And then the more appealing to the driver side is an app-based tracking that provides a lot of value to the driver. Um, so the driver has a reason to use the app um, even before he picks up your load. Now, when you look at these three categories, ELD and app-based tracking versus the all-in-one app-based tracking, um, in this category, the first thing that we should look at is um, a carrier or a driver acceptance. Because when, when you talk about a technology that provides where the truck is, where the load is, um, carrier acceptance is such a big part. If you have a technology that carriers typically resist, then the whole purpose is defeated in the first place. So carrier experience, carrier acceptance is part of it. Um, typically, when people look at ELD, their main inclination towards ELD is, I don't want to deal with the driver. Drivers is opposed to downloading an app, so I'm going to go within ELD. On the surface, that is a, an amazing thought because it eliminates the, the conversation you would have to have with the, with the driver. Uh, however, if you look at ELD, you have to look at it in the eyes of large carriers versus small carriers. ELD typically works very well for large carriers because those carriers, they don't want to give you information from, uh, you know, driver's information for a lot of small, uh, you know, all their drivers. They'll say, you know what, I'm going to share you this information. Plus, they also have systems in place that can strip down the information to only a location information and can push that to you. But, you know, when I talk about large carriers, 100 trucks are local. But when you talk about carriers that are smaller, medium-sized carriers, that is one segment where you have quite a few ELD players. The last we checked, there were over 200 ELD service providers. And two, small carriers, when you come to the small carrier side, they have a lot of resistance or unknown in ELDs. They have to jump through a bunch of hoops to give you permission. And in their mind, they're thinking, if I have to give you permission, no, have to jump through a bunch of hoops to give you permission, who else are you sharing this data? How hard would it be for me to pull the plug on that permission? Um, that unknown, uh, more importantly, they still think that you're going to share that ELD data with their insurance provider and they're always worried about that unknown, right? And how long are you going to track me? Are you going to track me only for that load or beyond? Um, so there is a lot of resistance. So typically it takes about three to six months to onboard a small carrier um, on ELD. And when you go into the app-based tracking, predominantly the small carriers prefer an app-based solution as opposed to large carriers because they know a small carrier can quickly look at the solution and say, 
if I don't trust you, I can pull the plug, I can just delete the data. They've, they are in control when it comes to that. In that um, app-based solution, there are typically two types. Um, the app or you know a tracking only app versus hauling one. Um, when you're asking a driver to download an tracking only app, there are no two sides to it. The driver knows it's only doing tracking. So the value after he downloads the app is very minimal, which leads into a lot of uh, resistance from the driver. But more importantly, driver has to download a bunch of apps to do different things on a board, which creates that app overload and app frustration. Right. Um, whereas if you have a solution that does more than tracking, typically if the app can do a lot of things such as find help the driver with cheapest fuel, service centers, truck washes, it's more appealing to these drivers. So um, instead of, you know, my suggestion is it's not one size fits all. Um, based on the carrier that you're dealing with, um, you need to pick the technology that helps. And more importantly, you can't really avoid drivers or the conversation with the drivers completely because there is a technology that actually drivers like. And instead of avoiding them, make them part of the solution. Well, that's a lot of, a lot of great points there, uh, you know, Prasad. And I think you provided a lot of great, you know, information, at least for thought in terms of trying to understand the landscape out there and some of those different factors that, uh, you know, companies ought to be thinking about. Because there are considerations, you know, obviously, you know, particularly from the carrier side and the driver side, you know, that's important to, you know, you know to, to think about. So that brings me back, you know, to you, uh, you know, Sean. I mean, can you t share a little bit about your, um, uh, you know, what benefits you've achieved today? Maybe talk a little bit about how you went about deploying or bringing your carrier, the carriers you work with, on board with with Trucker Tools. I mean, what, what are some of the benefits? What, what was that experience, you know, like? Yeah, yeah, we've been able to provide the visibility our customers uh, expect and do so in a seamless manner. We've been able to modify that visibility to accommodate the variety of ways the customers prefer. Uh, for example, one of our customers likes us to send them updates and tracking updates on all their shipments, um, you know, twice a day. Another customer just prefers to log into the platform and, and track it themselves. And so uh, we were committed to continually working on streamlining internal operations while enhancing the carrier experience. And, and in so doing, we've found that it just is more of an educational type process to help drive that adoption, right? And it an education process both on our internal truck finders, we call them capacity managers, but then just to, to translate that into an education process for the, the carriers or the actual drivers themselves of what the actual app will do, how it will help them streamline their business, how it will help us um, streamline communication with them a little bit more, what it means in terms of them as far as turnaround time on you know, paperwork and documentation, what it equates to and days to pay, um, and, and truly just showing the value add, but we found that more than anything, it's, it's just a simple education. And if you take the time to educate your internal folks as to how this will enhance their job, enhance uh, their ability to perform their job functions, and then in turn educate the drivers on similar, similar items, right, of how this will help them streamline their own business and what it means to them, then that's where I think we've seen adoption really take off. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. I mean, whether it's this type of technology or any technology, a lot of times, you know, change management you always hear is kind of the biggest, you know, the biggest hurdle. And, and how do you overcome that hurdle? And a lot of it is just through education and conversation, as you, you just talked about. And, you know, a lot of times they say, well, what's in it for me, right? What's in it for me from, a, from an internal perspective, right? Because that person may be used to, hey, I, I'm really good at those two phones, right? Or I'm really good with the spreadsheet. Or I'm really good 
you know, however they've been doing it for X number of years and, and they feel like they've got a, uh, you know, a well-oiled machine there where in, in fact, you know, it's not, or, you know, this technology can be a, an improvement, you know, over what they're doing, but really educating them and understanding why, why you're doing it. And the same thing from the carrier standpoint, which I think is even a, you know, even more important to kind of bring that, you know, uh, have that conversation and kind of, because their point is, you know, what's in it for me, right? You know, right. I, I can probably see what's in it for you, Mr. Broker, uh, but what's in it for me, right? And being able to kind of highlight, um, you know, the benefits that they will accrue as a result of, of uh, you know, collaborating on, on this type of partnership, I think is, is key. Uh, so just to build upon that, you, you know, Prasad, I mean, when it comes to, you know, deploying real-time freight visibility, obviously you've worked with a, a number of cu customers in this area. I mean, uh, I mean, what what are you, some leading practices you, you see out there in terms of rolling, you know, this out? Do customers typically, you know, start small, maybe work with a handful of carriers, and maybe on some shipper accounts and see how it goes to then get that buy-in or help with that education process? I mean, what what do you see there? So, um, uh, the the biggest thing that we are seeing today is, um, you know, customers like uh, Sean's company, Land Logistics, and others. Um, when they came to us. Um, they were using other technologies as well. But they were also looking at us as um, another option for the carriers. So, you know, going back to the, my, my previous comment, um, successful brokers look at a visibility uh, technology as not just one platform. They look at any platform that has multiple options for the carriers or, or have multiple options for the carriers to get that carrier buy it um, is what the, the core part is. They usually take, you know, um, our goal is, let's say they start at 30% compliance today. They'll say, my goal is to get to 50%. Ultimately, I want to get to 90%, but I'm putting my interim goals and I'm reaching those goals based on making more carriers be part of the solution rather than avoid them. Um, and then on the, the shipper side, you probably don't have to look for multiple solutions. You might be able to just follow what the shipper says. So starting small, having interim goals month over month, um, but more importantly, see those goals exceed every month is, is what uh, the, the best practices that we have seen. And in the process, um, you know, successful companies like Sean's company, they, um, they make the vendor be part of the solution. They challenge the vendor and say, hey, you know, we're at this level in our compliance. Uh, we need to reach here. What are certain good practices that we could follow? How do you, you know, what are certain things that you're suggesting? What are you doing to include carriers in as part of this solution? Um, so then you're sharing the owners with the vendor, if anything. Um, getting there to today, every broker, um, at least with some of the major shippers, have to get to that 90% compliance. Um, most, you know, some of them are still making check calls to get to that 90. But um, in order to reach that 90 successful, a, a very successful path that we have seen with good customers is make your vendor, um, software vendor who is providing the service, part of the solution there to get to. Yeah, no, I, I think you bring up something that I know uh, we've been talking a lot about here over the past couple of years is kind of the role that leading companies, whether they're a 3PL, a, a brokerage company, or they're a shipper, kind of they're looking at their technology providers less as a vendor and more as a partner 
to achieve their whatever goals that they're trying to achieve. And I think this is a great example of that, particularly when you've got that education process that needs to take place, particularly when you've got that experience, uh, you know, particularly when, uh, you know, as you mentioned there, you know, there's a lot of different, you know, avenues to get that visibility. You know, how do you make it as easy and streamlined as possible for those carriers to onboard and, and, and you know, be able to participate in the overall uh, process? Um, so, Sean, Prasad, but we're running short on time here, so I'm just going to go right to my last question. Maybe, Sean, I'll, I'll ask you first, and then, Prasad, you can, you can add to it. Um, you know, as a way to wrap up, I mean, wh when it comes to, uh, you know, providing accurate and 10 real-time freight visibility, um, you know, to your customer, what, what is the biggest lesson learned uh, or advice that you can give to other companies that might be just starting out on this journey? Yeah, I, I think one of the things that we've learned is you can be the driver of technology, right? Where you don't always have to wait for your customers to come to you and ask them, have them ask you for a solution or ask you for visibility to their freight. You can be a solutionist and that's what we as brokers need to do is be solutionists to problems that shippers and the carriers and drivers have and hopefully we can be solutionists to problems that they didn't even know they had. And that's where we can become uh, even more valuable to them and advice to those just starting the journey is seek out third party vendors or, or third party or providers that uh, are just as interested in your success uh, as you are, right? And one of the things we love about Trucker Tools is Prasad. I mean, you won't meet a more passionate, dedicated guy to his craft than, than Prasad. And uh, partners like Trucker Tools seek, um, you know, your feedback or always willing and able to act on that feedback and can show a proven track record of their ability to adapt and overcome challenges and, and help you not only implement and deploy the tool within your organization, but then regularly check in and make sure that you're getting the, the most out of it, right? We've we've all had experiences with vendors that as soon as you get on board with their platform and you cut them the first check, you don't hear from them until it's ready to do another software upgrade, right? And then they're back asking for more money and, and just coaching you and, and telling you that you need to upgrade to the newest version. But but part, find a partner that uh, that's truly interested and invested in, in the success of your organization. That's a great point. I, I talked earlier about the importance of customer experience and how that was a driving force for you, uh, you know, Sean, in terms of the visibility uh, piece of it. But I think it is competing on customer experience is something that is happening uh, among software and technology companies as well, right? Uh, you know, providing that customer experience to their customers, um, differentiating on that um, dimension is, is becoming more and more important as well. Prasad, final thoughts? Oh, sure, thanks. Um, so, uh, you know, as Sean said, um, don't wait for your shipper to come to you. And uh, on that same thought, a lot of times brokers out there still believe that they have to take what the shipper gives them or what technology the shipper tells them to use for visibility, and they have to make it better. Um, you know, it's like you're taking shipper software and pushing it down the throat for carriers. Don't do that. There are technologies that can help you get a higher compliance and that are appealing to carriers. Find the technology that your carriers like and try to bridge these two technologies together because today's world, all technologies talk to each other. So uh, you don't have to use the same technology that your shipper uses. A lot of confusion in that. The second area um, is don't wait for technologies to mature even further. We are in 2019. Technologies have already matured very well and they'll continue to evolve. Um, if anything, ask your vendor what is the roadmap they have. But adapt to technology today. 
Because if you don't get on the ship right now, or on this platform right now, and you are thinking it's going to change into something else so that I can catch on later on, guess what? Your competition, the other brokers are already adopting to technology. And they're influencing this technology to grow in a direction that it helps their business. So now when you go to a shipper and you're talking to the shipper, you're you know, a few steps behind your competition. So don't wait for the technology to be perfect. Technology will never ever be perfect because your business changes. Catch on to it and make it perfect for you um, by pushing the vendor to follow your, your needs. Um, by doing this, you're helping yourself with the technology and you're helping both the shipper and the carrier because you're not pushing, you're not going against the grain with anyone. You're letting the shipper use their technology. You're putting a technology that helps your carriers. So you're keeping these two parties happy and you're making the vendors, software vendors responsible for what they need to bring to the table to you. And that way, everybody wins with you being the leader in this uh, as a broker. And that's what, um, you know, successful brokers do. And that's what my, you know, uh, if, if there is a broker out there who is still on the fence with the, these technologies. Go ahead. And- well, a, a lot of great uh, insights and advice from, from both of you. Like I always say at the end of all our, our programs, you know, we always manage to scratch the surface on, on these topics. But uh, again, I want to thank both of you to, uh, you know, again, for making the time to share your insights and advice on, on it and, and kind of continue to help that education process. And uh, certainly it's a topic that we're going to continue to talk about for, for many months and years to come because it is that, you know, that, that important and, and really uh, transforming, you know, the industry. So Sean, Prasad, thank you again for making the time to be with us. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the time. Great. I want to thank those of you that uh, joined us today. Uh, If you're watching this program on demand, uh, either at the uh, Talking Logistics website or on the Trucking Tools uh, website, and you've got a a question for Sean or Prasad, you can post it there, and I'm sure either of them will be happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you for joining us, and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.